Hey everyone, Steven and Jesse. <laughs> Steven and Jesse here. Um, we're gonna be talking about some stuff today. If you're in the chat, thank you for joining us. Corey, I already see your super chat. I'm gonna read that out here in just a second. Thanks for joining us. Um, hope you can hear me all right. Hope you can hear Jesse all right once she gets to talking here. Of course, I'm Steven Jensen. Jesse Davin below me in audio form today. Um, before we get into all this, how are you doing today, Jesse? I'm doing good. I'm hanging in there. I've been quite stressful week, but hey, it's over. So woohoo. I'm over at my uh, parents. They live on the beach, so the Wi-Fi is not exactly the best. So forgive me if there are some technical issues. I hope not. But, um, yeah, I'm doing good. Doing good. Ready to talk some a little bit of wrestling or whatever people want to talk about in the chat or anything like that. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. We'll see how this goes because I've definitely got some thoughts on some of this stuff. Um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so um, before we get started, Corey, uh, Corey Humble, thank you very much, as always, man. Uh, it says, send a super chat that says, I know I'm not, uh, I know it's not much, but doing my best to help out Jesse. Lots of love to you, Jesse. I'm excited about Against All Odds. Hope you're doing better, Steven. Send lots of love to everyone today. Thank you, uh, Corey. Very much appreciated, man, as always. Super appreciate it, Corey. Thank you so much. Really, really, really appreciate it. Yes. Thank you. Um, if anyone else has any super chats, we will make sure to read them out. If you have any questions, comments, statements, whatever it is, um, especially about the topics today, which is you can tell by the picture on the screen if you're watching, uh, if you're listening audio form later on, you're not seeing it. But uh, we're going to be talking about the Lily and Shayna Baszler ending of Raw. Um, I haven't watched Raw in months, but I did watch this segment, so I will tell you about what I thought about it. And then we also had the Triple H media call yesterday that's got a lot of people talking. So we'll talk about that a little bit. And depending on how close that is to, we're going to probably go for about an hour today. So um, yeah, we'll just kind of see where it goes. If we have extra time, <clears throat> we'll answer questions in the chat and stuff but as always super chats you know that's right through youtube donation link in the description if you send through those we will prioritize whatever you have to say and make sure that it gets read out and that we answer your question or read out whatever you want us to read out so um so yeah i mean i guess we might as well just jump into this lily thing yeah definitely it was um, very impressive I, I feel like this was surprisingly like a very black and white there was no gray area here with people you either loved it or you hated it which is very surprising to me yeah um yeah i know there's people who like and here's the thing i need to preface anything i'm going to say by you know if if you like the wwe that's fine if you like watching raw that's fine um if you're an eight-year-old girl that likes raw that's fine if you're a 30-year-old man that likes raw that's fine if you are a transgendered 70-year-old that likes raw it's fine like i i'm i want to make it completely clear completely clear that i'm not telling anybody not to watch the show or that you know anything like that you can like what you like i and and it's for all ages races sexes everything right like raw is for everyone all right that all being said this was the dumbest shit i've ever seen on professional wrestling television like, this was so bad. Well, we just got a super chat saying that it was, they said, uh, Phyllis, thank you, Phyllis, saying, I'm going to start with hi and say it wasn't a bad ending. Well, there you go, Phyllis. Thank you very much. I'm glad we have differing opinions in here. Um, without sending another super chat, if you can just give me a short explanation as to why. As to why. Because yeah. my thing is, too, right? Like, if I was still 10 years old, like, this might be scary, right? Because, like, I was afraid of, like, the Chucky doll in the movies and stuff, you know? So... Like, as a kid, I could understand what this might, who this might be for. But I just feel like after a certain 
I don't know. Like I, where I'm from, where I'm sitting, it was like because I have to explain as well, right? You have Shayna Baszler, who I knew, you know, from the MMA world previous mm-hmm. to her getting into pro wrestling. So that also adds to this, I think, because like she's a legitimate badass. She was the biggest chance of the WWE having like a major MMA star as like a big star for them with Ronda being gone. Like Shayna was definitely the, the second best option, and they did a great job of building her in NXT and, and all this stuff. And this segment, she she comes out to the ring, and, like, Alexa's trying to get her to apologize to Lily, and then Shayna, like, fake apologizes and then steps on her, and then, like, fire goes off, and she, she starts running through the back and then starts seeing her in mirrors that aren't there and stuff, and then the last thing we see is just, it's just darkness and her screaming for her life. Like, I just can't. I just can't get behind this at all. Like, I just thought this was terrible. So, I'd like to know your opinion. And it's fine if, if you didn't think it was terrible. I just, I know there's a lot of people who feel the same way I do, but I know there's a lot of people who liked it, so. Yeah, like, so what happened for me was I fell asleep in the middle of Raw. Mm-hmm. Not, not to Raw's fault. It just, I was just exhausted. And I woke up literally just in time for this. So... <laughs> And I don't know if I was just grumpy or something, but I was just watching and, like, laughing. And here's the thing, like, since I'm over at my parents' right now, the other, like, I was over here a few weeks ago on a Monday night. And my parents were like, oh, there's nothing on TV, let's watch Raw. If I would have had to sit with them and watch that segment and explain to them, like, what was happening, I would be so embarrassed. I would be so ashamed. Like... That's how I'm, like, thinking about watching wrestling. Like, could I watch it with my friends and family who aren't fans? Could I watch it with peers that aren't fans? Could I sit and watch it with other people and not feel ashamed? And that I feel like I would have been super embarrassed because it was just weird. I, and, I, and I feel like when people said they liked it, they said it was different, it was something new. Sure, um, I can understand that. Like, I can appreciate that. I can. <laughs> um, but oh like, God, I'm sorry. I'm but, trying not to laugh. I know I, they wanted something new. Like, like this isn't this is everything except for professional wrestling. Like, we realize that, right? Like, this is this show isn't this is like that's not professional wrestling at all. But we like what we witnessed. Like that's. That's such a different show of, uh, that's like a, it's like a really, really, like imagine, here. here's a good way of looking at it. Imagine if this didn't happen on a quote unquote professional wrestling show or sports entertainment show. Imagine you just tuned into like a, like a real television show of any kind that was like supposed to be like really scary, like, like an actual horror movie or something. Mm-hmm. And this happened. Yeah. Well, I think Tim last in the chat has a, a pretty decent point he said people freaked out over papa shango and urn with a light inside and kane electrocuting shane's testicles yeah. was the end of really that bad now here's the thing that is a very good point and i'm, I'm not saying you're right i'm not saying you're wrong i'm not saying anything like because this is all opinion right oh, like I, I, i'm not saying my opinion is final or right or wrong it's just my opinion i think that's that's really fair but i think that you you put in context when those things happened like with the era those happened in, there was so much other wild and crazy stuff going on in that era, in those eras. 
and the times were a little bit different. I feel like this, and I mean, to me, this felt just weird. It just didn't feel like it fit. It just, I don't know. I don't know. It just felt very strange to me. And maybe it's because it's like the whole talk show format in a playground setting for some reason. That just kind of throws me off a little bit. Maybe it's because I'm mad that, like, the Fiend's gimmick has basically been given to Alexa Bliss, which, like, no problem with Alexa Bliss or the Fiend or anything, not their fault. They're just doing their job. It just feels weird. And I don't know. Like, it just... Would this have gotten over in front of a live audience? I don't think so. I think they would have poo-pooed all over. laughing. Like, like... Oh, actually, I just haven't been wearing an Always Sunny in Philadelphia shirt as I say this, but, like, yeah. there's an episode, if people are familiar with the show, The Nightman Cometh, where, yes. like, Max trying to get people to, like, he's going for gasps out of the crowd, but they're laughing because it's so bad and so stupid. And he's, like, getting upset because he's like, I'm going for gasps, but they're laughing. Like, like this isn't good. So, like, and here's a big, for Tim, here's a here's a very big point that needs to be made. When the Papa Shango thing happened and the Undertaker light thing happened, I I was a kid. So like that. So once again, I've already made that that point. Like if I was a child, this what I'm talking about might have like I might have gone for it because like if I was like ten years old, like when Papa Shango happened, I that was that was like like ninety one or two or something. I mean that was like really early nineties. I was a very small kid. Most of the Undertaker stuff that would have been effective on me where I would have actually thought, like, he's dead or or has supernatural powers. Once again, I was a kid during that era. So, like, they would make sense for a, for a child to, you know what I'm saying? Like, so yeah. I'm looking at this through the lens of, like, a grown man who still likes professional wrestling. And I try to watch the biggest show in the world of professional wrestling from the biggest company in the world for professional wrestling and this is what's on the show now once again i could also give this somewhat of a pass if the rest of the three hours weren't total shit also but that's part of the problem too is yeah. like it's like it's not like you're sitting through like a this like incredible three hour show where like there's these great stories and these great matches and like all this entertainment and then there's also just this one thing that's really really goofy like, because that's the same thing you could say about, you know, back in the day, too. You could say the same thing, because even, like, the, the Shane and, and the Shane uh, and Kane testicle thing that he's referring to, that was a little bit later on. That was, like, the around probably the early, uh, probably 2007 or so, something like that is probably around when that happened. I could be wrong. That was probably, that might have been a little earlier. The, but the point is, that was one weird thing. And, by the way, this, the actual match between the two was good, Shane and Kane. But... There was all this other great stuff happening around it. So, like, you can give some stuff a pass every now and then if it's, like, you know, a great three-hour show and, like, one thing was kind of goofy. There were people sitting through a, a shitty three-hour show and it's ending like this. Like, mm-hmm. the, that, you know, so it's, it's a whole ball of issues. But this segment in particular, once again, if, if you want to cater specifically to children, which is what I think the WWE is doing, and I think that's why the WWE is... Nick Khan's putting a nice bow on this company and trying to sell it to a, a larger corporation. I, I honestly think is yeah. is there's you're, this they are doing as much as they can to make this about child's children programming and then crossovers to other children's shows and other children's properties. So 
that's why I don't watch Raw anymore. And the only reason I'm talking about this is because I, it was unavoidable. Like, it was it was on my timeline to the point where I was like, I have to see what this is. Like, everybody's talking about this. And, you know, that's where I'm at with it. It's like, they've completely lost me as a fan. I've, I've been watching Raw since Raw started, right? Every Monday. Yeah. And along with Nitro, you know. But Nitro and I mean, was really story my story about how, how Raw helped you through the loss of your mother, too, you know? Yeah, all this stuff. I mean, I have a very strong connection to, to the WWF and to, you know, what was WCW and what now is AEW and all that stuff. Like, I have a huge connection to that as a kid. Like, I really did. Like you said, it helped me big time when my mom, you know, when she passed away from cancer, when she was, when she was battling it for years. Uh, Monday nights was my escape from all that stuff. Um, mm-hmm. So, like, I want the company to succeed. But the more that they alienate their actual hardcore fan base, you see, the problem with alienating fans like myself mm-hmm. is because there's a lot of fans like myself. And we're, yeah. the, ones, and we're yeah. the ones who spend money on tickets to travel to shows. And we're the ones who buy merchandise. And we're the ones who buy beer and food at the venues. And we're the ones who are also supporting the local economy by doing a bunch of stuff when we're visiting towns mm-hmm. for these shows. But when you're a kid... You can like there's a there's some advantages to that because you're always guaranteed to sell more than one ticket because if you're a kid you can't just go really? to the show so like you have to go to the show with either your, what a parent or a guardian or, or possibly a whole group of people so you might get more people into the building but they're going to be less likely to actually spend money on the product like we're the kind of fans who are going to go in there and buy multiple T-shirts I and mean, some people buy a hundred dollar you know, four hundred dollar worth of you know wrestling title belts and all this I mean that's the audience and that audience still the the sad thing for the WWE is that audience still exists we just aren't watching their show anymore we're just watching other stuff when Mm -hmm. i've said this a thousand times and i'll say it again for someone who may not have heard there are more people watching professional wrestling right now than ever before in history ever there are more eyes on professional wrestling because of all the different companies but there are the least amount of people ever watching WWE right now so put that do the math on that you have a humongous demand for people wanting to watch pro wrestling in my age group still, but we just don't want to watch your show because it's because it's only for kids. Yeah. So, I mean, and and I, that's that's the thing. People can it, accept that too. Like I accepted and just stopped watching the show. But if you're in my position and you're still watching the show every Monday and complaining about it, you got to understand what you're watching. It you're watching a, a, a really poorly written children's show. Yeah, there's a super chat for you. Um, the Voodoo between Orton and Undertaker, Steven. What Thank did you, I think? Man. Thank you, Phyllis. Um, I'm trying to remember what they did. Uh, that had to have been the the build up to WrestleMania uh, for Orton and Taker. I just can't remember what they actually did. Um, now see the one person who will get a lot of a pass on this is the Undertaker, and the reason being is because that was like the one character that. By the way, it's like the one character Vince created that was actually successful, and that's a whole other thing I can talk about. Like, if we're talking specifically Vince McMahon creations, not creations that were that were started elsewhere and that he eventually bought or, or took the idea from. Like, The Undertaker was a Vince McMahon creation, and he's really, like, the only real successful example of that. So you have The Undertaker, like, he could get away with it because that was the gimmick. People had just accepted, because he'd been around so long, that, like, okay, if, like, if there's smoke and, and fire and lightning bolts, like it's the Undertaker, he gets the pass, and and he was protecting kayfabe his whole career and not going out of character and all that stuff. So like he's the one guy that I'll give a lot of uh, a lot of passes for. But then once again, I was still I was a kid and or a teenager for most of the time period we're talking about. So like I was still kind of in the demographic of of like 
you know, I didn't believe it was real, but like I could, I thought like the pyrotechnic aspect was cool, if that makes sense. So, um, but thank you, Phyllis, thank you very much. Yeah. Um, and here's another point to what you said, Jesse, just real quick, because you made mm -hmm. a really good point about like, you'd be embarrassed to show this to like a non-wrestling fan or your family. Yeah. I had a girl message me the other day, a girl that I know pretty well, but she knows me mainly from covering uh, mixed martial arts. And she mm -hmm. asked me, she says, hey, do you, do you also watch WWE? And she, <laughs> and she didn't know the difference between like, and, um, and understandably so, she didn't understand the difference between WWE and pro wrestling. She just thought like WWE was like the word for what pro wrestling was. Oh, okay. Um, but kind of how, um, I don't know like if he's even a good example. Like you Kleenex for tissues? Yes, good example. Or like Coca-Cola. Well, there's other examples of Coca-Cola, yeah. I guess. But like a lot of people just call all soda Coke. You know what I mean? Like, like something like that. Band-Aid for bandage. Yes, perfect example. So so I had, but like I didn't want her, because she's pretty hot. I didn't want her to actually watch, like, like I didn't want to say yes. So the, and then like have her turn on Raw and be like, oh, this is what you like? Because, so I had to actually explain to her, like, I didn't want to have to take the time to, like, to do it because it sounds so, like, pretentious. But, like, I, I, that's how far I had to go to what, to your exact point was, like, I had to explain to her, like, well, WWE is, like, that's a, that's a company that's, that does pro wrestling. But, like, if you want a better example of what I like, Wednesdays on TNT is, is AEW. Like, that's more of, like, that will give you a way better idea of, like, what I actually like. Yeah. And, and she didn't even know that that company existed. You know what I mean? So, it, but it's just one of those things. It's just like, I couldn't even just, uh, up until a few years ago, I would have just said yes to that question. I would have been like, yeah, yeah, I love yeah, WWE. Because mm -hmm. then it's like, you know, worst case scenario, she turns it on and the shield's on TV and they ruled. You know what I mean? Like, I don't care if yeah. she sees that. But if she would have tuned in and saw this, she would have been judging the hell out of me as a human being. So. Yeah. Anyway, any yeah. more thoughts on that, Jesse? Because there's um, plenty more yeah, I can say. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and like I said, if you enjoyed this, like, no disrespect to you. Like, that's awesome. Like, in fact, I envy you if you enjoyed it. Um, I will say, because I do want to get a positive out of it, that I was very impressed with Shayna's acting ability. Mm. I thought that she did a really good job. It takes a lot of balls to go out there and actually right? do that. It does. To do that with a straight face. And to take it completely seriously. Um, and we all know Alexa Bliss is a fantastic actress. She's been doing some of the best acting work, I guess you could call it, of her career. Yeah, and, and I, I don't blame her for any of this, by the way. Like, I don't actually yeah. blame Alexa Bliss for any yeah, of what I've been saying. They're, right. they're yeah. really doing their jobs, and they're actually doing their jobs extremely well. That I feel like that needs to be said as well. Like, our criticisms of this... Uh, it has nothing to do with the people themselves that are involved. It's mainly with the creative behind it. Um, I Because I think, you know, I'll tell you what, for for what it's worth, they did a great job with it. And I think for me, them being so good at it just made it even more confusing. Just <laughs> like it's, it, they take it so seriously and they're so good at it. But it's just so funny when you sit back and think about what, like, this little doll, she stepped on the doll and the doll got <laughs> mad. And shot fire at her and decided to have some mirror magic yeah. and made a spook and turned out the lights. Like, it's, and, and another, it's just, it's, it's funny. It's funny. And I feel like a lot of people in the chat, you know, they have fair criticisms and that's, and that's fine or making points. And like you said, but we're not kids anymore. 
And, you know, it, it goes in a, it's a completely different topic that we could spend hours on, but it's like the effect social media has on things, especially like pro wrestling. You know, there's a whole social media effect that wasn't there back in the day. 100%. And I feel like that has something to do with it as well, because you watch it once and you're like, okay, whatever. That was stupid. That was dumb. And you kind of forget about it a little bit until next week. And you're like, oh, yeah. I mean, you don't ruminate on it. But when it's in your face and you can see clip after clip and gif after gif, you know, it's in your face so you can pick it apart more. And I feel like that's also something that is at the fault of a sports entertainment company like WWE, you know, like for like pro wrestling, it's great because when you see a gif of a really cool spot, you know, that that's good. But when you see a gif of this, you're like, what? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, a lot of really good points. Um, and, and this doll looks... Okay, so I have a doll named Baby that, you know, I used to sleep with as a kid. And, you know, I still have her. And, like, she's, like, super important. I don't sleep with her anymore, but she's, like, super important. And she's seen better days. She probably looks a lot like this doll. <laughs> that's awesome. Can't think I'm like, that's Baby. She's baby <laughs> out there on that swing. So it's, like, it's not... I mean, she doesn't have teeth, but... Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, right. But I don't know. This doll just cracks me up. Yeah. Funny. Wow. It just reminds me of my doll seeing better days. That's hilarious. Yeah, that'd be creepy if you had a doll that had, like, human teeth sewed into it. Well, aren't they little skulls? I think so. I, I can't. It's kind of badass. That's, that's kind of badass. I'm not going to lie. It's pretty badass, but just... It, <laughs> um, And, you know, Tim mentioned in the chat as well, and I appreciate the, like, con- the constructive conversation, Tim. I... We did I, have a super chat that we'll get to. In a, in yeah, a I, I got that here as well. Thank you, Phyllis. Um, and he, here's the thing, too. Like, if you like it, don't stop watching it. Like, that's... I, I've, I've made that point a trillion times. Like, see, the point... That my, my Where I'm at, just, like, for me, where I'm at is I supported the company. I didn't just support the company. Like, I super supported that company. Like, I was buying the pay-per-views before the network. You know what I mean? Like, spending my hard-earned money often on this company i got i still have mountains of dvds and vhs tapes i still got a ton of their action figures i've got signed eight by tens all over my office WWE people i mean like i heavily supported this company uh, for literally my since i could, so as far back as i can remember i started watching wrestling when i was the first memories i have of it i'm like five or six years old and i never stopped like i was i was addicted to it and but my, my point now is is that I don't like it anymore, so I stopped watching it. But if but if you still do like it, then watch it. You know, it's that simple. Um, I'm not trying to even convince anybody or change anyone's opinion on the show. I'm just giving my my perspective on a show in a company that I used to I would have literally died for, uh, you know, just a few years ago. But that I just can't I just can't even turn their show on anymore. You know, that that's just. And, and here's the thing, it's salvageable. Like, they can turn it around. They just have to make, like, really significant changes in their show and their writing and, and, and a lot about what they do. But that that's all. That's where I'm at. If you like it, if you enjoy it, I'm not telling anyone not to watch it. I'm just saying I don't like it anymore, so I stopped watching it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is what Triple H said to do. <laughs> right, which is a great segue. Yes, but um, do you want to do this chat yeah. real quick? Yeah. I got it. Um, thoughts on Cena versus Reigns? Uh, at SummerSlam. What do you think about that, Jesse? I'm down for it. I don't know if it's going to happen. I heard uh, heard The Rock as well. 
Like that he'd be wrestling or that he's gonna like host it or something. I don't know if they're setting up Rock and Roman that early this early. Um, but I mean I I do like I know John Cena is a device figure, but I do miss him because he is such he's so good in front of the crowds, you know? And he's just He's a presence, and and you you love to hate him, right? At least I do. I love to hate him. Well, I just, at this point, I just love the guy. Yeah. Like, I don't have I, no hate towards him at all at this point. Right? Especially with, like, what we've gotten since he's left. It's like, oh, yeah. wow, we probably should have appreciated him a, little, a little bit more while he was around. Yeah. Oh, man. I know. I feel bad for <laughs> I'm like, I'm sorry, John Cena. But um, I'm down for that. Uh, he's still kind of a stiff worker, and he hasn't wrestled in a while. Obviously, and I'm sure he'd have some cobwebs and ring rust. But Roman Reigns is such a good wrestler that he could he could cover all that up. So I would be down with it. Um, it would obviously have some very high uh, stakes because it would be Cena potentially breaking Ric Flair's record, I guess. Yeah, I mean, he's I, tied with Flair right now, yeah. Yeah, so... I mean... There would be tension there, so that would be pretty cool. I'd be down with that. But, um, yeah, I have zero problem with it. I think it would be fun. And thank you, Phyllis. Amen. Yeah, thank you, Phyllis. Uh, to answer that question as well, I, I think um, I think outside of Reigns versus Cena, sorry, outside of Reigns versus uh, The Rock, Reigns versus Cena is the biggest, best match that they could, like, realistically put together. And um, I'm all for it. I, their first match was kind of underwhelming because – at that point, and this will prove to everybody also, like, I was still, even at this point, very, very much invested in the WWE product, like, so I can, I remember this very well. Like, Roman Reigns, the, the reason that a lot of people forget about that match, and, or, and or it really was underwhelming in, like, the grand scheme of things, is because John Cena eviscerated Roman Reigns on the microphone leading up to that match. And Roman had no, because they were still trying to push Roman down our throats as the next John Cena, the next big baby face, you know, of the company. And so, so Roman's cutting those like suffering succotash promos and fans are like, this is, remember? So like, so, so Roman was just pigeonholed so badly as this baby face that nobody wanted. So it just didn't work the way, but you could say that about most of the the big Roman Reigns babyface push in the main event scene. Like, it, none of that really went their way or how they wanted it to. Now, his current work as a heel, that's the polar opposite. That's the one thing about the WWE that I will not say any bad words about. Like, Roman Reigns, it, they, he is on another level right now. So, like, I am all about that. But once again, you have one good act out of five hours worth of weekly programming. Like, I'm just not going to watch your show for one guy every week. But that's, But Roman Reigns is killing it. So, like, I think him and Cena would be way better now. As long as Cena's... I mean, and Cena's a... He's a smart guy, and he works incredibly hard, obviously. I don't think he's going to come back if he's not ready. You know what I mean? So, I I, I think if they have this match... I, is, this, is this, like, an official, or is this a, just a rumor right now? It's a rumor. Rumor. Um, I, I, if this becomes official, that would, be a, that would be a great main event for SummerSlam. And with fans coming back to the show, like, that's something that I think would drive a lot of people in. Um, and get a lot of more people just excited just to even just buy the show or, or get the network or Peacock or whatever now. So, um, so yeah, Phyllis, great question. Um, I, me and Jesse are both on board. I, I think that would be, I think it'd be a great match. I think it'd be way better than the first time they, they linked up. So for sure. Um, 
so moving on to the thank you very much for the super chat y'all if y'all keep sending those we'll make sure to, to veer off and, and talk about whatever you'll want us to talk about um so the triple h thing um <laughs> i didn't listen to the whole press conference and i yeah. talked i talked about a lot of this yesterday on the fightful twitch channel um and i think i talked about it last night with doug a little bit too on our live chat but um so if y'all have seen me say these things already i apologize it'll sound like a broken record but I'll get your opinion on it on this stuff first, Jesse. Um, did you? What, what about? I guess the press conference. Did you hear? And like, what were your thoughts on the things that you heard? I think the main takeaway was obviously, if you don't like it, then stop watching and all of that. Um, I saw the notes. Obviously, I did not really listen to it. I heard the clips. I just kind of followed the uh, the live updates via Twitter from Sean Ross Sapp. Um, I. You know, there's a part of me that's like, you know, what's Sassy Triple H? I like you. Yes, work. And I get where he's coming from, and I feel like I don't really have a problem with it. But when you say, like, if you don't like it, then don't stop watching, it's like the reason I keep watching is because I want to have faith in the product. I want to have faith that it's going to get better. If I don't like it and I stop watching, I'm going to beat myself up in the, you know, but when something really cool happens and I missed it. I don't want to miss it. I still believe that this company, you know, even though, you know, I can be critical of it and say bad things about it, I still believe that it can do well. I still believe that, you know, something can happen that can put a spark back into, you know, the product itself and the shows and being entertaining and being less critical. And I, and I firmly believe that fans will do that. I really do. I feel like we're really close. I feel like WWE and no fault to them, has been kind of in a limbo, not doing big, bold things, waiting for crowds to be back. And now that we're getting them back in July, I feel like it'll be better, but it's not the fans' fault that NXT is kind of dragging along. It's not the fans' fault that creative isn't doing as good as it could or should. It's not the fans' fault that there's something that they have to criticize. And I feel like telling us not to watch it's like okay i mean that's you're you're telling us something that's already been happening right I mean, people are clearly not watching there's ratings are down big time like big time and it's concerning and like i said i really hope that fans coming back and being in stadiums and those live people will help liven the product out because it is kind of blah to sit there and watch it in front of a bunch of virtual people who are using their, like, camera phones in their bedrooms. Like, it's kind of weird. And I don't know. But I do like Sassy Triple H. I feel like I, I, I enjoy the hell out of it. I think it's funny. I don't know if it's exactly professional, but then again, I've never seen Triple H as, like, a professional guy. So, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I, that's, those are all good points. Um Really quick, Ahmed said uh, Phyllis is a smart <clears throat> Phyllis is a smart person. LOL. Jesse gets the joke. I missed the joke somehow on that. Phyllis and Ahmed are the same person. Oh, okay. I thought I thought so because I I noticed that looked very similar. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Phyllis. Thank you, Phyllis. Yes. Thank <laughs> you, Phyllis and or Ahmed. There you go. Um, but um, yeah. So there, yeah, there's a lot I could talk about with this too. So with where do I even start? I'll, 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 uh, I'll preface this one by saying, you know, I think that 
benefit of the doubt wise, this goes for WWE and all other companies. I do think that there are probably some really cool ideas these companies have that they've been holding off on and sitting on until there's fans back. So mm -hmm. I think part of the reason why the show is so bad right now is due to them not having fans and then maybe having some good ideas that they just haven't done yet. So I think that's possible, but I think that's possible for all wrestling companies, right? Um, now that said, with the Triple H stuff, like, what it seems like to me is this is a guy who is feeling the heat of, like, the, the reality of what could potentially be happening to him and what's happening around him right now. Oh, yeah, that's true. Because if you look at it from, like, the outside looking in, you have Triple H who... You know, I could talk about his whole career and his whole everything leading up to this point, but, like, he's in a position right now where he runs the Performance Center, he runs NXT, he's been being groomed for years to take over for Vince McMahon at some point and, like, become the new... Um, I consider Vince McMahon god of pro wrestling. Like, I really do. Like, he's the god of what I consider to be professional wrestling. And, like, Triple H was getting ready to become the next god, right? Like, that's a huge thing in the world of wrestling. Like, and... And, but what's happening is the harsh reality that a lot of NXT fans especially just cannot accept. And once again, I've got a replica NXT title in my office. Like, an expensive-ass replica title. I got all their merchandise. I got all their shirts. Like, I supported the hell out of NXT until a little company called AEW came around. All right? And that has a lot to do with this whole situation. With, with where Triple H is with NXT and the performance center, they just hate hearing this. The PC and NXT have failed at what they were trying. To, uh, the whole point of the PC and NXT have completely failed. Because yeah. the PC was meant to develop new talent to get them ready for NXT. And then NXT was supposed to get you ready for Raw or SmackDown. But where they're, where they're at now is the performance center out of... I, th I, I know we've talked about this before. I think we talked about it before on this show. I can't remember. But out of so many examples, like, you've only... You got, like, Baron Corbin and Bianca Belair. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, that's it? Yeah, we were talking about that. Yeah. So we talked about that last week. So you have all that taken into consideration, right? The PC isn't working. NXT isn't working. And then you got to start thinking, like, well, well, NXT, like, what made them successful to begin with? Well, at first it was kind of a developmental brand, but like the big stars of the brand were, were guys who were who were successful in the indies already. So guys like El Generico and, and Neville and that kind of stuff, right? But, you know, you had a couple new guys that got sprinkled in that a lot of them didn't work out. But every now and then you got like one Baron Corbin out of a thousand people at the PC or whatever. But then you go, okay, but then they, the show kept, it was good though for years, right? Like, so, so it was working. It was still working. Like the PC works, NXT works, but then you realize, well, no, they just kept getting the best indie people. So like they just went to Ring of Honor or to the biggest indie shows and they signed the best indie talents over and over again. And they would, they had a system where like the best indie guys from NXT would go from NXT to Raw or SmackDown. The next group of big indie guys came into NXT and so on and so forth. Well, the problem they're going to run into now, and they, they are running into, is you have a clogged top of that NXT card because it's guys like Adam Cole, Kyle O'Reilly, uh, um, uh, Johnny Gargano, Tommaso Ciampa, these kind of guys who are in NXT purgatory 
Because if they go to Raw or SmackDown, their careers are done. They're just going to be the next Ricochet, doing nothing. Or you stay in NXT, but that's only going to last for so long because they need to try to pump out new groups of people to get ready for Raw or SmackDown. But the problem is those new groups aren't happening. Because guess what? Those new groups are Darby Allin and Jungle Boy and Sammy Guevara and Ricky Starks and all these powerhouse Hobbs and all these guys who are now just going to AEW and going right to TNT. Like they're not, they're, 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 anyone who would have been a massive potential signing and could become a, ma- MJF, that's like the best example. Like, if, you know, these kind of guys that like, they're, they just have other options now. I know, uh, I've, I've talked about it before. I know of a wrestler right now who has a verbal commitment to go to the Performance Center in September. Okay, like, like not nothing signed, but verbal commitment to go to the PC in September. He's a, he's a guy in the indies right now that's got a lot of buzz about him. I was told, a, like, a few days ago, he might just not go now. Because, like, they're talking about goofy-ass ring names for him. They're talking about totally changing everything about, like, what made him good on the indies and all this stuff. And he's like... He's like, he'd rather just stay independent and, and maybe get signed somewhere else later down the road than, than go to the biggest wrestling company in the world for a six-figure contract because he's that afraid they're just going to ruin his whole career if he signs there. Like, that that's the problem. Is like, that next group just isn't going to come because what you're picking from now is really people that are going to wind up on 205 Live. Like, you're picking out of groups of people that were really, really, really good workers on the indies, but mm-hmm. never had the time to become, like, superstars in the indies. Like, you're not getting people who hit the level of, like, the Young Bucks or, like, um, like, a, like a Prince Devitt or anything like that. You're going to be getting guys like Blake Christian and Ben Carter and Alex Zane and, um, and um, Anthony Henry. Really, 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 really phenomenal in-ring workers, but people <laughs> that are just winding up on 205 Live. So like so NXT itself is just get, is just going to continually get clogged with people who are good in the ring but don't want to be on Raw or SmackDown. That gets stale, which is where we're at right now with NXT. It's very stale because it's the same people over and over and over again in the same spots, but there's nothing they can do about it other at this point than like you know what I mean because it's not like they're just going to job Adam Cole out. Like if he's on NXT, he's going to be in a big spot because he's a fantastic performer. But you can only watch that so many times and care about it. And then you know if he winds up on R SmackDown, his career's done. So, yeah. And so that they're just going to keep getting in this position over and over and over again. And no new real breakout stars like the people who are going to AEW. And by the way, you look at wrestlers like Ty Conti and stuff, or Tay Conti and stuff, and you're like, and Deanna Perrazzo and stuff, and you're like, wait, you, y'all had them in the Performance Center, and mm-hmm. they're this much better when they left? Like, after they left, they got way better. What's that mm-hmm. say about your Performance Center? Like, What's it say about your style? About Which... all of it. You're, they're trying to turn people into entertainers. They don't care about the professional wrestling aspect. They want you to be a... They want people who grew up wanting to be a pro wrestler their whole life to be bad actors and, and wrestle sometimes. Like, whereas with AEW, it's like they just take what made you great to begin with and then just put it on television in front of millions of people. And, and either you get over or you don't. Yeah. I mean... It's definitely interesting. It's very interesting, the, the, the whole system they have and like you said they're trying to give unnamed person like a new name it's like they're trying to erase their their indie past to make them appear to be a homegrown talent and yeah yeah for sure that's why they i mean yeah they change their names and everything sure it's like 
you're by doing that to me and I'm not a wrestler so I cannot speak as a wrestler but if I am just me as a fan looking at it that to me is like we're going to undermine all the super hard work you did to make a name for yourself and we're going to completely wipe that and pretend that we started you so all that hard work you did we're not going to talk about that we're just going to it's oh man that's a bad example I'm not going to use that example um it's like we're going to take away all the hard work you did and we're going to pretend like we're the ones that were the ones that did all that. Right. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, they don't want it. it and that's how it's been pretty much forever. The, the only time that it wasn't like that, there was a short period in NXT that really started with the Samoa Joe signing where they, where they were letting people keep their names yeah. and they were and they were acknowledging their past. But then yeah. AEW came around and they were like, nope, not doing that anymore um, because they don't want people signing to NXT getting more popular than just going to AEW with like the same name and everything. Um, mm-hmm. Tim last, once again, all wrestling is entertainment though, not just WWE at all is you're right about that. But like you're t- what WWE is doing is it's an entertainment company that has some pro wrestling, but like AEW is a pro wrestling company with some entertainment. You know what I mean? Like those are like, I think sports entertainment is one aspect of professional wrestling is how I look at it. Just like yeah. how, um, chain wrestling is an aspect, just like mic work is an aspect, um, just like charisma is an aspect. Sp- sports entertainment, I think, is an aspect of professional wrestling. So I think the WWE is giving you one very limited aspect. Like, here's a perfect example, Braun Strowman. He, mm-hmm. All he knows is to be a sports entertainer. He, he was signed to the WWE. He only knows the WWE. He never worked the indies. He knows one style. He knows one way of delivery on the microphone. It's a very it's very black and white, like what Braun Strowman is. He is going to fail, especially if he's asking for a ton of money. Cause no, just no one's going to, he's just not going to be worth paying. But like he has no base for like, if he leaves the WWE, which he has, but if he winds up on the Indies, like that's, that's a guy who doesn't know how to do, like he knows one aspect of professional wrestling. Still one, he knows how to be a sports entertainer, but he doesn't know the rest of, of, like, that's why these guys, a lot of these guys that come from the indies are so good and so ready for TV already. It's because they've had years of, like, having to figure it out on their own and finding out, like, what actually connects to crowds. The most over-wrestler in the world right now, whether people like it or not, is Nick Gage. And, yeah. And, he's, and he, his style of wrestling, I'm not a huge fan of deathmatch wrestling in comparison to, to most wrestling, right? But I, I do watch it more than the average fan does because I cover it. But outside of that, like... You know, deathmatch wrestling, it's hard to stomach sometimes. But mm-hmm. nobody gets a better reaction in all of pro wrestling right now than Nick Gage does when he's in GCW. Like, it's a, like, in, yeah. and once again, that's another style. It's a completely different style of wrestling. It's a completely different thing almost entirely. Um, but the point is, like, you would just never get these kind of things from the WWE. Like, I, I'm not saying the deathmatch wrestling stuff. I wouldn't expect them to do that in the WWE. But, like, the, the, the most feel of it as well. What's that? It's almost the appeal of it, too. Yeah. It's not establishment, quote-unquote. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's a bunch of blood bloodthirsty fans that like that, that want violence, you know? So, I mean, it's he caters to that audience perfectly. But it, it's just, you know, it's just... that That's just kind of where I'm at with it. Rusev actually said the same thing, I remember, when he got released from the WWE. He was saying the WWE trained him how to be a sports entertainer, but then when he left... Now he's back to being a pro wrestler. Like he has all the other tools of a of a pro wrestler. He also just is a better sports entertainer now. Also on top of it, 
But, like, he doesn't yeah. credit them for making him a better, like, in-ring wrestler or a better mic person or anything, really. They, just, he, they gave him... They taught him where to look... They taught him where cameras are. They taught him, uh, you know, how to play to an audience, uh, regardless of what react... That's the other thing, too. In the WWE, you're not even doing things based on the reaction of the crowd. You're just doing things based on how things are written. Whereas, like, elsewhere, if fans are booing and, like, you know, you're supposed to be getting cheered or whatever, you can make that decision, like, on the fly to, like, you know, we need to change something about the match or blah, blah, blah. In the WWE, they're just, it's all just so scripted that it, no matter how bad someone's getting booed, they're just going to keep pretending they're getting cheered or whatever, you know? So it just... script-based and not reaction-based. Yeah, exactly. Um, Tim yeah. Last also says choo-choo, which is, like, that's, a, that's, like, such a great point. That is such a great point. And a thank you, honestly, Tim, because, like, the reason I'm pointing, the reason I'm singling Tim out a lot on this show is because he's making points that are kind of pro-WWE, but, mm -hmm. like, he's not being a dick about it. I like this. Like, he's, yeah. this, he, these are legitimate points and stuff. And him saying choo-choo, that's really, that really kind of plays even more into my point, right? Like, <laughs> even if that was Braun Strowman's one thing, like, imagine going to, like, an indie show and, like, Braun Strowman's on the outside of the ring, and, like, the the speakers are, like, out of, like, a boom box on, like, the bar. It's, like, choo-choo, choo-choo-choo-choo, and Braun Strowman's running around the ring. Like, it'd be so goofy. <laughs> but that would be, Oh, my God. You know. And, um, and I did see your super chat. Don't worry. I just was waiting. I did see it. Oh, Corey, thank you. Yeah, if you want to read that thank out, you. Jesse, go ahead. Yes. Um. Oh, and Phyllis. Sorry, I saw it. I, I missed yeah. both of those. Thank you. Um. Uh, where's Corey's? I don't. I can't find Corey's. It said. Um, I think it said. Oh, ah, it's like at the very bottom. I can't. Um, let me scroll up. Oh, I've I've got it here. Lots um, of love to you, Jesse and Steven. Talk to you later, maybe Jesse. Yes, Corey. Talk to you later. Thank you so much. Lots of love to you. Um, and Phyllis says. Um, so thank you so much, Corey. Um, and it says Phyllis says if cuts are true, give me Zane and AW. I'll super chat $500. Please, yes. <laughs> wait, you'll give us $500 if, I mean, wait, you're saying if they, if they release Sami Zayn, then you'll give us $500? That was just said. Um, that's weird. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, we don't want to benefit off of anyone's, like, misfortune like that, but, like, if you have an extra $500 laying around that you want to send our way, we're definitely not going to stop you from doing that, Phyllis, but we obviously don't actually expect you to do that either, but, um, but yeah, the, uh, I mean, here's the thing. I never want someone to lose their job. And, there, and there's also, like, there's wrestlers like Kevin Owens and stuff. Like, I really want him in AEW. But I think he just loves working for the WWE. You know, like, there's some people where, like, this is their lifelong dream. And, like, no matter how they're being used on the show, they're just really happy to be there still. And that's fine, too. Like, it's, just, it's the same way I feel about fans who, who want to watch and support Raw right now. That's totally fine. Like, like with Kevin Owens. But, like, Sami Zayn, same thing. If he's... Like, selfishly, I want to see him leave the WWE because I think he would be amazing to see elsewhere. But if he loves the WWE and they're paying him well and, like, you know what I mean? Like, more power to him. And that's, like, the, yeah. that's like the Daniel Bryan situation right now. Like, if he stays with the WWE, I'm not going to hold anything against Daniel Bryan if he re-signs with the WWE at all. Yeah. But as a fan, I'm going to selfishly be a little bummed out because, like, you know Tony Khan's the kind of guy who would totally buy the rights to the final countdown and like he'll have to let Daniel Bryan completely do whatever he wants and there's a ton of dream matches for him in AEW. But 
if he wants to resign with WWE, like, I'm not going to dislike the guy over it. You know what I mean? Oh, you got to do what's right for yourself and for your family. I'm not going to poo-poo on that. And I never want Sammy or anybody to lose their job. Of course, I want $500, but I don't want Sammy Zane to lose his job, even though I know that he would have somewhere to go, obviously. But, um, yeah, I'm not going to cheer for him to lose his job. But I, I have you heard anything about cuts i haven't i honestly haven't been paying any attention though either so i really couldn't tell you um yeah that's definitely interesting so i don't know yeah every now and then it's like kind of a vague like something or other from someone that's kind of like like almost like a we're like it'll be busy on this day or that day kind of thing that's kind of like a heads up like oh something's probably gonna happen um but uh but yeah. And then also, by the way, I saw some people in the chat asking, the person I was talking about um, that I know has that verbal commitment to, to September, I'll, t- I'll say that name like if that time comes and goes. Um, I just don't want to... The problem with set, the problem with the position I'm in is that like I get a ton of information, especially from indie wrestlers, but a lot of it is like very specifically like, do not report this. Like, they want me to know it because if because when it happens, I I can be on the like on the ball like immediately about it. But like now the other side of it, unfortunately, is like I obviously work with people who break news for a living. So like not telling them stuff sucks sometimes too because I'm like, oh man, this would be a great story for Fightful. But like I yeah, just gotta have that respecting me. But and I, and I'd I'd rather be respected. Happened that I could have leaked all the stuff that happened on that dynamite when Brody Lee won. Yeah, for sure, 100%. I couldn't, I couldn't say either way. And I remember people were asking me, people in the media were asking me, hey, did Eric Rowan show up? I couldn't even say no. I had to say I can't say either way. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's, it's, yeah. it's, it's tough sometimes. Like, And that's the thing is, like, I'd much rather be the guy who's known as, like, trustworthy than the dude yeah. who's, like, breaking. Not, and that's not to say, like, a lot of people who break news, like, they're trustworthy. Like, they're being told, like, that they're, like, that the things are on the record to be reported. Mm-hmm. Like for instance, here's a good here's a great example um, of something I can talk about. Um, a lot of people think that Lee Moriarty signed to MLW, and Lee Moriarty has been announced for the next season of MLW, but it was being incorrectly reported all over the place that he had signed to MLW. So he direct messaged me the other day because I was talking about him on the Weekender Pod, and he was like, "Hey man, just a heads up, like I'm gonna be on MLW next season, but I did not sign anything." And he said, it's because I like, I like doing this all as an independent contractor. So I can talk about that. Like, that's not really like breaking news or anything, but like a lot of people think he's signed. Moriarty told me personally, he is not currently signed. And, and I'll pull back the curtain even farther. I was told a couple months ago that he was heading to the WWE. I was told by like a very reliable source that he was going to go to the WWE. And so I was confused when I heard that he was heading to MLW. But there's also all this talk about MLW and WWE possibly doing a partnership. So I was really confused as to what was all going on there. And then when Moriarty told me he really enjoys doing this independently, I was like, oh, wow, maybe he's going to be around on the indies a little longer than I thought. But that, that's that's how much... And that's also the reason I, like, I don't like reporting things is because I think it is totally possible that the WWE was very interested in him and he did possibly say he was going to go. And then things changed and he's decided MLW and and the Indies was better for now. You know what I mean? So like, I would hate to be the guy who's like either incorrectly reporting something or is seen as like a snitch. And then no, I mean, cause that's the thing that happens to a lot of these guys too, right? Is like 
someone like Brian Alvarez, who I really, really respect. I think he's like the one of the best in the business like ever at what he does. But he rarely ever breaks news anymore because people know if they tell him stuff, it's going to get reported. You know what I mean? So I'd rather just be the guy who's just got good who's just got good rapport. And part of it too is I see these guys at indie shows all the time when I go live. So it's like if I'm going up and trying to interview like an indie wrestler and they're like, no, screw you, dude. You're over there talking all this stuff. I don't want you to tell anybody, tell them the internet. Like they're not going to, no one's going to want to talk to me. So that's yeah. kind of some, a little bit about how it works. You know what I mean? Yeah. You definitely would want to be seen as trustworthy with news. Like if I've ever like heard stuff, like I've asked and someone's told me I've always honored it and never leaked it because then you're never going to know and you're never going to be told anything. So yeah. Yeah, it would just be real embarrassing if I, if I ever got into a situation where I, like, was at a show and there was, like... Because that's part, part of it, too. Some of these shows I go to, there's only, like, 20 fans. So, like, I still got, like, a sore thumb. If, like, anyone at the show knows me at all... Not, not to, like, I'm, like, a celebrity or anything, but, I mean, it's a pretty small world. So, usually, mm-hmm. I have, like, I know somebody who's backstage at the very least on, on every show I go to. So, what will happen a lot of the time is I'll just kind of post stuff with whoever I'm with. And a lot of the time, wrestlers would just start walking up to me and being like, oh, what up, dude? You're like, we're trying to do an interview? Like, a lot of time, they'll ask me if I want to do an interview with them, which is, like, the biggest compliment in the world that I could that ever is, get. Like, that's so, cool. But, but, I, uh, but the opposite is everybody else running around begging for, uh, for interviews, whereas, like, usually they're coming to me and they're like, yo, I know you, uh, I know you did so-and-so last time, like, like, you, like, any, and, like, I'll be like, hell yeah. Like, I, sometimes I get interviews where I'm, like, literally... I just have my, all I have on me is my iPhone and we just walk backstage or we walk to the balcony or whatever outside the venue. I'll just get my iPhone out and we'll just talk for like 10 minutes. But yeah, we'll just like bust an interview out. But like, I, uh, but that's the thing is like, I wouldn't have that kind of rapport with these guys if, if I was just talking publicly about everything they're telling me, you know what I mean? So, Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, but yeah, anyways, that's a little, that's a little, uh, a little bit of kind of behind the scenes, I guess, of kind of how some of that stuff works, but. Super. Um, we had a super chat. Is that what you said? I said super cool. Oh, super cool. <laughs> yes. Yes. Well, I won't lie. The blue check mark definitely doesn't hurt now either. Yes. Like, everyone, everyone's been getting back to me lately. <laughs> yeah. So. That's so cool. I'm so, so happy for you. It's so neat. Yeah, I mean, I think if you applied for one, you'd probably get one because all your all the engagement you get on on your Twitter. I don't know. I looked into it. I don't know if I could. I mean, I won't lose sleep if I don't. Just give me something to strive for. You know what I mean? So. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. And then people be mad if I ever did. <laughs> it's all good. But um, yeah. So. Well, that was uh, that's basically right at an hour, y'all. Um. Did you guys have any last minute? And did you have anything, Jesse, that we didn't get to that you want to bring up real quick? Or um, do you have any thoughts or opinions on the Triple H saying that about the whole equality thing? Mm. Yeah. So i I understand I understand kind of what he was trying to say. Like, I, there's a couple layers to this, but so don't nobody listening to this judge me right based on the first thing I'm going to say here because there's a little bit more to it. But like. I do think there is something inherently kind of strange about the idea of, like, we want an all-women show, but, like, if you were to say, like, we want an all-men show, that does definitely sound, you know what I mean? That does sound bad. You know what I mean? Like, because either way, you're, you're, 
you're actively excluding a group of people where like realistically in my opinion the best should get on the show so like mm-hmm. if you're like a charlotte flair or a sasha or a becky or something like that like you're you're definitely already like there like you're you're on the show like either way like male female whatever like you're already good enough to be on the show the issues i've always had with that mindset is like back before they were firing everybody you would have situations where it'd be like a women's wrestler who like clearly just like was not ready to be on the show but like Zack Ryder can't get on the show you know like that's kind of how I felt about it for a while was like are you putting some of these people on the show specifically because they're women and like there's better male talent that isn't getting chances now because you're you're trying to check boxes essentially now Mm -hmm. that all being said the other side of it and this is the way that i really look at it more like as like a human being because that's that's like kind of my rational side just kind of like playing devil's advocate right the way that i really look at it though too is like you do have all male shows all the time right like like 205 live there's no females on that um there there's only been just the one uh women's evolution show and it did really well like people really enjoyed it a lot of people watched it so it was a successful thing like, do yeah. I necessarily think they need, like, an all-women's weekly show? No, because they already have enough weekly programming, enough hours they're trying to fill. So I think the best should just be on the best. But, like, I have no problem at all with, like, you know, an all-women's show, you know, one, like, an all-women's pay-per-view once every, like, twice a year, or, like, once, or once, like, a quarterly type thing. So, like, I'm not against it at all. And another thing I always have to keep in mind is, like, you know, being, you know, a straight white male or whatever in society and stuff, like, I do always try to also look at it from from the perspective of, like, what's the real harm of, like, letting some other people get a win every now and then? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like if, like, if this will make women in the wrestling community feel better about everything and, like, they really want it and they want to see it, and I know a lot of men and stuff, like, they want to see it too, but, like, like, there's no harm in, like, catering to that either. You know what I mean? So it's, like, so on a personal level, I'd be fine with them doing more all women's pay-per-views. Like it doesn't bother me. I just don't like the idea of like it being specifically about like only men or only women or only yeah. this or only that because at the end of the day, I think that's what makes wrestling so good to begin with is the diversity and the backgrounds and and how everyone is so different, but the best wind up on the best shows, you know what I mean? So yes. that so that's kind of how I feel about all. And I think that's probably about the the fairest way I could really look at it, I think. So yeah how do you feel about it well for me it was i understand like i like you said i i understand i think i understand what he was trying to say and i get that like as a woman like the whole equality thing it's like equality 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 you want to be on the same page and stuff but even at this point the women aren't equal it's not split 50 50 and and i don't have a problem with it not being split 50 50 simply because there's more like you said there's more male talent there's less female talent. Women's, in in the eyes of the WWE, I, I would say in WWE land, WWE kayfabe, women's wrestling is still evolving. We're still evolving from the bra and panties matches. We're still evolving from the divas. We're getting there to the fact, to being not equal with, but at least on par. Right, like, and like we, you said, the pool of, is just way different. I mean, like, you have hundreds of thousands of men throughout history who have wanted to do this, and just a much smaller amount of women. It's becoming more popular, but like you said, it's just, it's going to take a while to catch up. That's just reality. Exactly. And I feel like, I mean, we had a women's wrestling match main event, WrestleMania. It was a great match. Two black women at yep. that. 
a huge deal. And they deserved it 100%. Like, that wasn't, like, a checking box scenario. They deserve the main event of the show, like, 100%, sure. Oh, absolutely. And it's, to me, we're not on that same level yet. And I don't really look at the, like, the women's, what was called evolution. I don't really look at that as a mark for equality. To me, evolution was a celebration of the evolution of women's wrestling in WWE. It was a celebration of how far, quote unquote, the company has come in producing and, you know, giving us women's wrestling. You know what I mean? It wasn't on a let's be equal because they're not at the end of the day. And and I don't think it will take a long time before they ever are. We're getting there. But in plus, they're they're both kind of different. I mean, still, we're getting there to where they're kind of similar matches, but it's still kind of different. As a woman, me personally, I enjoyed Evolution, but I it, I feel like for my daughters it would mean more. It would, for me as a mother, it would mean a lot more to yeah. say. I mean, if they wanted to be pro wrestlers, I'd be like, hey, look, you can do this, and I feel like. Honestly, if WWE wants to get the little girl demo, I mean, look at what they do with boy bands. Look at what they do with like BTS. Look at what like little girl like like demo is a money maker. Like when I used to go like limited to and buy all this stuff. <laughs> wow, like, I haven't heard that in so long. Like, or when I would get Beanie Babies, or like all the fads are like little kids and like little girls, and I don't. I'm trying to, like, make it not sound, like, inappropriate, you know what I mean? But, like, younger, like, girls are a huge moneymaker. They will definitely buy the shirts. They will definitely buy the backpacks, the lunchboxes, the bows. Fanatics. They're fanatics. Yeah. Yeah. They'll buy the belts. They'll buy the blink. They'll buy everything. They'll buy the tickets as soon as they go out so that no one else can get them. They're rabid. I mean, look at stands and stuff like that. I, I and they're probably it, very loud. They probably scream until their parents buy them the oh, stuff too. You know what I mean? Definitely. Oh, I can't wait till my little girls are. Screaming. Oh my god. I was the uh, same way, by the way. As a, as a as a guy, like I used to yeah. yell until I got Power Rangers and BB BB babies. So I was the same yes. way. Yeah. Gachis. Oh you? yeah, absolutely. Um. Sorry, y'all. I, I know it's raining and there's someone like landscaping outside my place. If that's annoying, oh, I, I apologize. Can't. Okay. Okay. But um. I think, you know, if WWE really wants to, well, then like they, it seems like they are, invest in women's wrestling, I think it would be really smart to run once a year a women's pay-per-view just to give little girls and stuff something to look up to and be like, hey, look, it, it showcase, it, make it a showcase, you know, showcase your, your female talent. Like, it's really cool because, honestly, with all the other storylines going on, there's not a lot of time for strictly women's wrestling. Because there's, I mean, you look at the, where the money is. Honestly, it's in men's wrestling right now. But like, I, I really, I get what he was saying, but it just didn't come off like good. Yeah. I don't know. It you came could off. Also, you could also tell he was just like irritated throughout the whole thing. So like, he was definitely on his period. <laughs> Speaking of women's wrestling, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, Triple H is the one dealing with it the most. I, I think uh, 
Yeah, and, and Tim makes a good point in the chat too. You know, the, another thing that tri that people were upset about hearing was Triple H basically saying that um, that all the be all the best women in the world want to wrestle for the WWE, and that just isn't true. That just yeah. isn't true. Like they tried to sign Thunder Rosa last year, and they wanted her to be a referee. They tried to train her into being a referee. They didn't even want her to wrestle. Like. Are you I mean, serious? Yeah, dead serious. Yeah, like they had a chance to sign her, and then said they wanted her to turn her into a referee. Like, no. I mean, and, and part of I think the problem with the question and the answer and stuff for Triple H yesterday too had to do with the fact that the question initially stemmed from uh, I can't remember who asked the question. It might have been Meltzer actually. I, I can't remember asked about the NWA All Women's Pay Per View that they've announced, and a mm -hmm. big a big face oh. behind that is Mickey yeah. James. So. Yeah. And so it's like for Triple H to say all the best women in the world want to be here, it's like, well, you're answering a question that has to do with somebody you just fired. And, and like, it was a very strange situation on top of that because of the whole trash bag thing that went viral. So, That's like, right. so you're answering a question about a woman you just fired saying, well, all the best women want to be here. Well, it's like, well, you had one of the best women and you just fired her. Um, yeah. So I, it, it's all... But once again, these are all things Triple H has to say at, at the end of the day. Like, he's not going to sit there and be like, oh, yeah, I mean, like, yeah, Impact Knockouts Division's killing it. Yeah, uh, Britt Baker's uh, the most, uh, has the most buzz of any woman in the world right now. You know what I mean? Like, he's not going to say any of this stuff. Mm -hmm. So, um, so he has to kind of be the company guy. But also say this, like, collectively speaking, I do think the WWE unquestionably has the best collection of women's talent. Like, if you're looking at all of their brands, uh, between Charlotte, uh, Becky, Sasha, Bailey, um, uh, Shayna, Asuka, Io Shirai, Candice LeRae. I mean, you got so many, and I'm missing plenty, by the way. Like, you got so, Raquel Gonzalez, I think is real good, has a lot of potential. Uh, Rhea Ripley. Like, you have, you have a ton of, I mean, they do have the best collection of women of any company, for sure. Mm -hmm. It's not even questionable to me. But... To, but to make the statement that, like, all the best women want to be there, that just, once again, that just isn't true. Like, there are, there are, like, what about Jordan Grace? Like, Jordan Grace decided to resign with Impact. You can't, you can't convince me that the, the WWE didn't have interest in her. You know? Like, there's, yeah. there's plenty. You had Deanna Perrazzo, and you made her a jobber, and then she left, and now she's proving that she's one of the best female wrestlers in the entire world. Male or female, she's one of the best wrestlers Impact has, period. So, like... Yeah. I mean, so what are you talking about, Triple A? I mean, like, that just isn't true. So, this is what it is. Yeah, definitely interesting. Shout out to Higor, Higor, Higor. Igor. Fun to have you in the chat. Thank you, Phyllis, again. Shout Yes, really fun. We love, oh, my God, my husband's in the chat. <laughs> well, fat. Or NWO for life, that's right. Savannah's right here. She's napping, so. <laughs> um, but, yeah, um. Shout out. We love our chat. Our chat's great. And I love that. I Honestly, I'm so thankful that we can have people in our chat that have different opinions than us. And it's completely civil. Yes. I think it's great. And I think it's super important to have differing opinions. Because if we were just sitting here caring to ourselves, that wouldn't be fun. For sure. I like having people in here that, that enjoy the WWE product. Like, I... I... Because, once again, I can't... I, I'm, just, I'm just trying to be as honest as I can while I'm on these things. But, like... I'm, I never, you have to also, everyone has to understand and like fully, like fully understand like that I never once throughout this entire thing ever told and ever said anything about don't watch the show 
or you shouldn't like this or anything along those lines. I'm just giving you my perspective as someone who's been watching professional wrestling for 30 years of his life that, you know, I just, that's just my opinion as a fan of, of where I think things are at with this particular show. But like, you know, that's just my, that's just one opinion. And, and there's some people who, who agree and some people who disagree. And that's, that's 100% completely fine. And that's one of the best things about being a wrestling fan right now is, you have all these options, including the WWE. I mean, like you, you know, there's plenty, there's plenty of stuff. And throwback also, I didn't want to miss this. Thank you. You sent a super chat as well. Thank you very yeah. much. Throwback. Um, he basically plugged my Twitch channel that I've been inactive on for a while, but I really, I always appreciate that throwback. Thank you for the support. I'll get back on there soon. I know I've been saying that a lot lately, but uh, there's some good games coming out that, I, that I'm looking forward to playing. Um. Oh. My mortgage earlier this month. I went ahead and paid my mortgage early just to get it over with because I didn't want to think about it. <laughs> nice. Throwback. Um, also asked if Rousey, if I consider Rousey under the WWE umbrella or separate from that, and she says that she's a game changer. Ronda definitely was a game changer for the WWE. I mean, like, she, unquestionable. I mean, she huge star, and she she adapted to pro wrestling very quickly. Like, and I thought she was really, really, really good. Like I really enjoyed her in the WWE. Um, at this point, I consider her to be separate just cause we haven't seen her in so long. And I don't know if she has any interest in actually returning or not, but baby. Yep. Her and Travis Brown. Um, but like if once again, selfishly speaking, I, I, I think Ronda Rousey, like, I mean, super selfishly speaking, I hope that she's not under contract with them anymore and she can go to AEW because I think that'd be awesome. But, like, if, if for the WWE's sake, like, I, I I mean, she would be great to have her back because she immediately, um, she, I'd put her right up there. She'd maybe not be, like, as great in the ring technically as someone like Charlotte, but she's definitely, and this is also a big part of the problem, which we won't get into, but, like, the second that Ronda Rousey steps on the entrance ramp for the WWE, male or female, including Roman Reigns. She's the biggest star in the entire company. And, but the problem with that is that that's the case. Like the fact that the WWE has not been able to build somebody who is a bigger star than people that they don't have anymore. That's, Mm -hmm. that's just, but that's a whole other conversation for another time. But, um, but I respect the hell out of Ronda Rousey, and I th- and I think she did the wrestling world a really big favor, honestly, when she came in and did what she did for the WWE because she brought in a lot of interest. She had some really good matches. Uh, she main event that was the first women's main event for WrestleMania was her Charlotte and uh, Becky. So I mean, groundbreaking stuff. So I, I, as a fan of pro wrestling, I'd love to see Ronda Rousey back in any company. To be honest, she, I think she really adds a lot to it. Yeah, I think so too. I mean, obviously, she's going to have quite a bit of time off. From yes. all that, but um, yeah, I mean, I mean, basically, your two biggest draws as far as females go for WWE are on maternity leave. So, yeah, and I don't know when Becky will be back. We just have to hope that with the fans being back, that she hasn't lost too much of the momentum she had before she left. I yeah. don't think so, but I think mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel like. Even if she's, like, physically ready, I feel like mentally it may be a while. Gotcha. Being away from your kid when you've been home with your kid for forever is hard. It's probably even harder when you've made a lot of money and you don't actually have to work. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, that's that's got to be another level of decision-making where it's like, 
I don't want to speak for Becky. I have no idea what the situation is, but I would, I'd yeah. imagine, because it's also like, it's also not like, you know, Rollins isn't going to just like stop either. So it's one of those things where she's going to be fine financially, whether she wrestles ever again or not. So, mm-hmm. you know, there's, I guess there is a slight possibility that like she would just not come back to wrestling maybe, or, or take a lot of really like a lot of time off, like years off. Cause like she doesn't, she made a ton of money. Rollins is, is going to continue to make a ton of money. So like they're good, you know? Yeah, they got all sorts of. I was shocked at how many like investments that Seth Rollins has. He's got like coffee shops. He's got his wrestling academy. He's got that Dead Boys Fitness. I don't know if he's part owner of that, but he like owns like three or four coffee shops. Smart. Yeah, so I mean, he's really investing his money well. And um, Phyllis says, "Give Alexa a chance, both of you. Good night." I love Alexa, and I'm really a fan of her, and I think that she's great. I miss her wrestling. Um, but good night to you as well. Yeah, I mean, and that's another thing, Phyllis. And thank you very much for the super chats and all the support throughout this whole show. But we neither of me, me or Jesse do neither of us said one negative thing about Alexa Bliss throughout the entire thing. By the way, like it isn't her fault. You know, mm-hmm. she is a good performer. <clears throat> she's a good wrestler too. She's good in the ring. She's good outside of the ring. Like she, she's a great sports entertainer, Alexa Bliss. Um, and she was before the before this gimmick as well. You know what I mean? Like she was great before all of this so like you know i just have more of an issue of the everything we talked about at the top of the show but that had, that had nothing to do with alexa bliss herself at all so yeah um cool well uh, jesse if you want to tell people what to do and uh, all that good stuff i will uh get the sponsors ready to pull up on the screen sure well thank you so much everyone for joining us and being in the chat, we love our chat. It's such a great chat. We are so glad, like I said before, we're so happy to have people with differing opinions than us in the chat that we're able to logically speak to and, you know, have a healthy, not even a debate, just a discussion. I think that that's a really great thing. So, and we want more amazing people like that in our chat. So if you could go ahead and give this video, if you really liked what you saw, a thumbs up, that would really mean a lot to us. It's free, doesn't cost any money. And it really does help us out because a lot of like-minded, amazing people like yourselves in the chat with us. We love these discussions and we love these great points being brought up. And it does actually help us change our perspectives too. So it's really helpful. And if you aren't subscribed yet and you'd like what you saw, do please consider subscribing to the channel. It's the best way to find out when we're going live because right now my schedule is very, very fluid, in flux. Having a baby and having two kids is tough work. And especially a baby that's super clingy. Um, so, yeah, that's the best way to find out when we're going to be going live is to subscribe and to push the bell so you get all the notifications. Nailed it. Thank you, Jesse. <laughs> um, yeah. Give a shout out to our sponsors real quick. And I, Jesse, you might have mentioned this as well, but like as we're wrapping up, if you guys do have any last second super chats, feel free to send those. We will still address them after I go through the sponsors before we sign off. We have um, sponsors, of course. Music, Music City Toys and Collectibles. They are the place to be for action figures, autographs, memorabilia, anything you think of. Old magazines. I mean, they got everything you think of. They've also got like Ninja Turtle stuff and other sports stuff and superhero stuff. But I mainly know them for their pro wrestling stuff. They are incredible. They are basically my go-to place when it comes to most of the things that I collect at this point. They have a retail location. It is at 101 West Main Street in Watertown, Tennessee. W-A-T-E-R-T-O-W-N, Tennessee. 101 West Main Street. 
You can find them there. Their retail location is awesome. Uh, I they have pictures and videos of it right here on their on their channel or on their uh, page rather. So please check them out. Please support them. They do live sales and auctions online. Uh, the the people are really nice. They'll give you a fair deal. Uh, they actually hooked me up with a signed Dan Severn MMA glove to give away, which I'm going to put together a giveaway for soon. But uh, they're hooking it up with the prizes for y'all being you know watchers and listeners and stuff. So. Uh, support them. Make sure to follow them on all social media at Music City Toys. Check out their new website, musiccitytoys.biz. Also, shout out to WrestleRumble.com, place to be for all fantasy pickups for pro wrestling. The last two contests we had were the night of Double or Nothing. Those are obviously closed, but they gave away a ton of championship belts. They gave away a thousand dollars, actually twelve hundred dollars total in cash. The prizes are insane. It's so much fun. If you're a fan of pro wrestling, you can win huge prizes and a ton of money. Just jump on WrestleRumble.com. Follow them on uh, Twitter at WrestleRumble to stay up to date with all their contests. Also, independentwrestling.tv. Use code FIGHTTALK, F-I-G-H-T-T-A-L-K. All is one word with no space. Throw that in the promo code spot. I know I've done this on previous episodes, but just to give you an idea, when I go to the promotions on this thing, this is the promotions, not the matches, not, you know, whatever. This is just the promotions. And they have, some of these companies have hundreds of shows within the promotion, um, some just a few, some one or two, whatever. But like, these are all. I'm scrolling pretty fast and just having a hard time keeping up. These are all the promotions. These are still promotion, 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 promotion. These are all promotions on independentwrestling.tv. I mean, we are talking hundreds, if not thousands, of companies. It's only nine dollars and ninety nine cents a month. It's the best ten dollars a month I spend on professional wrestling, easily. And once again, if you use code Fight Talk, it helps support uh, the podcast. It helps out everybody involved. So it, we really much appreciate that. Once again, on independentwrestling.tv or iwtv.live, use code Fight Talk. And last but never least, shout out to my brother, Brian Jensen. He is a owner at Steel Boxing and Athletics, which is a gym out of Atlanta, Georgia. He can help you with a ton of different stuff, whether you're learning how to throw hands, want to get in better shape, want to learn how to lose weight. Um, whatever the case is, if you have a neurological issue like Parkinson's or MS, he specializes in a very wide variety of ways to help you out and help you reach your goals. The best way to get in touch with him is to hit him up on Instagram at BoxingATL, B-O-X-I-N-G-A-T-L. If you're in the Atlanta, Georgia area, he can meet you anywhere in town. You can come to his gym. You can come to your your business. You can meet in a park, whatever's easiest for you. If you're anywhere else online in the world, he can help you out. Skype calls, Zoom sessions, that kind of stuff. Reach your goals. Get a knockout workout without getting knocked out. Hit up Brian Jensen once again on Instagram at BoxingATL. Jesse, let me get your uh, Twitter pulled up here so you can plug your stuff. Jesse, if you're still there. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I signed out of YouTube accidentally in the middle of the stream. Okay, there we go. Oh, I'm okay. back. Word. I was like, ah! Okay, Cool. Yeah, so basically, um, obviously support all the other sponsors that Steven Jensen said. Um, the best way to get in touch and follow me, all my stuff, is on Twitter at JessieTheBuckeye. And if you want to like DM me or anything like that, please do consider subscribing to my OnlyFans. If you want to see more of me, that's where you can see it. And you can talk to me. Plan on being a little bit more active there soon, especially now that I'm getting into a schedule with the baby, so that is good. Thank God um, for that. Um yeah, also the YouTube channel as well. Um, if you want some Papa John's pizza, you can get 25% off your entire order, and you can use it like over 100 times. 
Uh, all it's, it's available all through the year. It's J E S S I two five Jesse twenty five. No spaces. Jesse twenty five. You get twenty five percent off your Papa John's pizza order. Order some some soda pops and pizza pies. Have some fun. You know, Papa bless. And so yeah, that's all my stuff. Hell yeah, that pizza code's awesome. I have used it multiple times. Um, I tend to go to Domino's because it's so close and they have a carryout special. But whenever I'm too lazy to leave my place, I always do Papa John's Code Jesse 25. So you only need to do that too. Um, take advantage of that. It's a great deal, 25% off. Um, as far as the stuff I got going on, uh, Fight Talk underscore is my Twitter, F-I-G-H-T-T-A-L-K underscore. Um, things going on this week. Uh, the next thing we've got is... Tomorrow night on the Fightful YouTube channel, myself and Sean Ross Sapp will be doing a live watch-along for the last three fights of the UFC pay-per-view, UFC 263. So that's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, it's going to be a busy day for Fightful on Saturday because there's um, impacts against all odds as well, which Denise Salcedo will be doing a review for on Fightful. So a lot of good stuff on the Fightful YouTube channel on Saturday night for y'all if you're a fan of uh, pro wrestling and or mixed martial arts. I have the Fightful Select Weekender podcast every Sunday. You can check that out at FightfulSelect.com. I talk a ton of indie professional wrestling. Um, and then, and it's funny because of all the stuff I said about WWE, and I didn't mention this, like <clears throat> 205 Live and NXT UK, I cover both of those shows weekly on my podcast for Fightful. And I really, really enjoy 205 Live and NXT UK because like, it isn't goofy. It isn't all this extra stuff. It's usually just a really solid for NXT UK an hour for 205 Live a half hour of just solid wrestling usually um, so I recommend those shows and and I talk about those shows and review them uh, for Fightful as well so uh, all that stuff I do over at FightfulSelect.com uh, if you want to subscribe to the audio version of this it's on the Fight Talk podcast feed uh, it's totally free to subscribe it helps out uh, subscriptions help uh, good ratings good comments all that kind of stuff helps out a lot so once again this is all available on the Fight Talk podcast feed. And uh, I feel like there's other stuff I need to mention, but I just can't remember. So anything I got going on, I will make sure to keep updated once again on my Twitter, which is in front of you on the screen at F-I-G-H-T-T-A-L-K underscore. So uh, that'll do it for me. Anything from you, Jesse, before we sign off? No, just I hope everyone has a great weekend and has fun and stays safe and enjoys themselves and takes care of themselves. Yes, everyone take care, and we'll see you. I'm to watch EW Dynamite tonight. Yes, Late Night Dynamite, 10 p.m. Eastern. I'll definitely yeah. stay up to watch it. Um, so, yeah, enjoy some wrestling, y'all. Uh, we'll see y'all sometime next week. Don't know, We don't know what day, but once again, if you're subscribed to the channel, you're following us on Twitter, we always do our best to keep you updated. <laughs>